Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Tomorrow isn't just any other Friday. It's Friday the 13th. And while it's still only September, that means the kickoff for this year's Halloween season. Proof of that, tomorrow, the darkness opens its doors. The Soulard Haunted House, part of the Scarefest family, has been scaring the pants off St. Louis for 26 years. But the darkness isn't just frightful fun. It's a complex theatrical production involving dozens of performers, elaborate makeup, and eerie special effects. Along with its sister venues, Creepy World and Lemp Brewery, it employs an estimated 120 actors. They're tasked with playing all number of scary parts from goblins to axe murderers. Each year, would-be actors learn some tricks of the trade in a crash course called, yes, Ghoul School. And then some of the best are cast in Scarefest productions. Here to discuss the fine art of becoming a scare actor is Richard Ivey. He's the actor manager at The Darkness. Richard, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you today? And we're also joined by Bailey Gettemeyer. She's a veteran Scarefest actor and has also taught school, Ghoul School. Bailey, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Do you have questions about how the actors at the darkness do their jobs? What scares you the most at a haunted house? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Richard Ivey, ghoul school sounds so much fun, but this is actually hard work, right? Absolutely. So um, most people enjoy Halloween. Most people enjoy what we do, um, but working in a haunted house is a pretty labor-intensive thing. It's it's hard on the body. It's hard on you know your voice. It's you're in a costume, a mask, you know things that are heavy and extra layers of clothing. You're dealing with people from all walks of life coming through who are, you know, in various mental states. And sometimes when people are really frightened, they're not completely kind and considerate of, you know, that this is a fellow human being coming through. So there's a lot of things that go on that we cover at Ghoul School and we're training people so they understand how to, you know, how we like to do things and, and what to expect. Is it hard to get would-be performers to take the job seriously when it just seems like this job anybody um, would want to have? Absolutely. So Bailey and I were, were recently talking about this. Every, everybody thinks that working in a haunted house is just trick-or-treating, you know, every weekend through October. Um, but really, you know, what we do is is more theatrical and, and, and again, demanding. So, um, you know, it is something people definitely want to do. But, you know, um, and we try to make sure that we're very clear about what we expect of people and, and you know, wh- what they're going to be doing. Um, but there's definitely people who come in, do it, and they're kind of like, uh, you know, like this, this is, is more harder than I, than I thought. Yeah, this is more than I thought. Bailey Gettemeyer, how did you first get involved in the haunted house world? Oh, man. So I've loved Halloween my entire life. And so as soon as I turned 16, uh, I needed a job somewhere spooky. And for the past, I don't know, I guess six years now, I've been doing haunted houses in St. Louis. I've also traveled and worked at other haunted houses and just doing whatever I can to spend my life in a haunted house industry. Was it hard to get that first break? Not quite. Um, So I went into an audition with Scarefest and uh, the actor manager at the time was pretty uh, specific with what he wanted from the audition. So with that, I was able to 
book that job. And from there, I just met the right people and learned the right things and just kind of prove myself from there and just have continued growing from that. What was your first acting job in a haunted house? Um, I was actually a doll character inside of an internal queue line out at Creepy World. An internal queue line. Tell us what that means. So out at Creepy World, there are 13 small attractions that you kind of just lead one into the other. But to break it up so that everyone's not just a single file line throughout the whole place, there are queue lines. So just like you would out front as soon as you purchase a ticket, it's like that throughout the whole haunted house before you go into each individual section. So you're still standing there in line for a little bit of time. So we'd like to throw actors out there to entertain you while you're waiting. And you're playing a doll? Yes. So yes. how do you? How does one do that? Oh, man. I mean, you kind of just got to get into the uh, the mind state of just being like a little girl, just like a child who wants to just be pretty. Like I just wanted people to tell me I was pretty. And I mean, I do a little bit of contortionist stuff. So that kind of that's where the creepy lot. element. comes Yeah, in. exactly. That's what makes it a little more intense other than just, you know, dolls are kind of spooky in general. Like seeing a doll just sit on a shelf staring at you with glassy eyes isn't really something I would want to see all day. So it's just an entertaining character. I still play that actually from time to time. Do that doll character. Oh, yeah. In late August, our producer Alexis Moore went to auditions for The Darkness as well as Ghoul School to talk to the performers there. And she brought back some audio. She's got some of scare actor Chris Snyder in character as Janitor Steve. Let's give that a listen. I'm Janitor Steve. I clean the darkness. All the messes, all the little pee stains, all the souls that die. I clean them up and I'm not happy about it. Well, I didn't do good in school, so the only job I could find was a janitor, and so I came there and I started hearing screams, and I liked it. That's uh, scare actor Chris Snyder in character as Janitor Steve. Richard Ivey, tell us, a character like Janitor Steve, is this something where Chris would be assigned to create a creepy janitor, or is this something where it springs from the actor's imagination? So one of the things that we cover when we're talking to actors um, is – you know, everybody has to understand and, and create sort of a backstory for themselves and, and how did they get where they are, what made them, what broke them, what set them over the edge, what possessed them, what turned them into a monster. You know, what they're, you know, yeah, you're a monster that's that's sort of been on destruction today and, and you know, when you're in character, but like what pushed you to this point? Um, and Chris is, is really an amazing actor, and uh, so he he works in our outdoor queue line. So he's, um, you know, one of the first people, uh, one of the first actors that people see after they've bought a ticket and they're waiting to kind of come into the haunted house. And um, so he very brilliantly kind of created this character for himself that uh, is able to clean up and and still be in character, and he can go anywhere in the haunted house because he's just. He's the demented maintenance guy, yeah. And so he's so, actually functionally cleaning up if something goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like we make him do he's not that, the but, but he can still do that. And so even you know, he'll sit down and like set up some cones on the ground and sit down in the middle of them and be like, and break out a bag of Cheetos and eat them as his character. And be like, I'm on break, don't talk to me. And people will interact with him and he'll throw a Cheeto at him. And you know, um, it's it's really a, a brilliant character that I wish I had came up with. I mean, and and he does it so. Well. You can tell just from that audio how good he is at this. What do you think, uh, Bailey? What makes a good scare actor? 
Um, I think the ability to read your audience is really great. Uh, Janitor Steve is fantastic because he provides comedic relief and is still able to actually scare people. So that way, you know, you kind of learn when to stop when you've scared somebody too much and when you need to lighten the mood so that they go into the haunted house in a excited mood and not kind of like already bent on having a bad experience. You can see how that note of humor. Exactly. So being able to, our biggest motto is you can't scare everyone, but you can entertain everyone. And Chris is such a good entertainer, but he can also still scare people. And there's a a really nice balance between those two things that are super important. So speaking of that balance, um, oh, sorry. I was going to say, touching on what Bailey said, one really important thing is that if you can't scare somebody, but you can make them laugh, then they drop their guard and you take them kind of out of that fearful, suspenseful ev- uh, element for a second, and then they're they're much more susceptible to, to the next person who's going to scare them. So it almost sets them up yeah, for the so scare. Yeah, those, those comedic breaks are actually really nice because it, it pulls people back and, and then sets them up for an even bigger scare behind that. So going back to that Sorry. idea of balance, um, in 2019, we all have to be so much more careful about our interpersonal um, activity than maybe decades ago. Is it hard to scare people and still respect their personal space? I mean, these days, you can't touch a stranger, or, or can you? Uh, it's, it's not hard to do, um, but it's naturally, if, if you know, you were going to scare a, a friend or coworker or what, what have you, you're probably going to pop out and and grab their their shoulders or their arms and start them. Just be part of the boot. right, 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 right. And so, um, obviously, for liability reasons, we we don't touch anyone who comes through the haunt. Nobody who comes through the haunt's allowed to touch our actors. Obviously, mistakes happen. Somebody might brush into you. You might brush into somebody. Sure. Um, but as a general rule, we you know we plan for no contact. Um, and so, you know, along those same lines, and and you know, if you are allowed to touch people, then there's obvious places that can and can't be touched. And you know, what if you accidentally cross? that line so you know you kind of if, you, if you're given an inch you'll take a mile and, and by the same token we we also make sure we don't use any uh, credible threats or um, you know we never speak about something that people you know wouldn't choose for themselves in terms of like a, a mass shooting or like a rape or uh, well I mean we would never mention anything like that okay. um, we you know but we we as people come through the haunt, we're, we're not going to treat them differently because they're because of their race or gender or perceived sexuality or or, or what have you. Um, you know, you can be scary without insulting people. Can you make fun of people? Or fine line right there, <laughs> Bailey. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I think it depends on your character and how playful you can be with it. Because like a lot of the clowns, you know, you can pick on people and you can say goofy things, but it still has to be lighthearted and it has to be fun to where it's not like a, a direct insult. It isn't something that is actually demeaning to somebody. But I mean, if it's just something playful and just something that's able to be bounced around without being taken offensively, then I mean, I don't see why not. Just because if it's part of your character, it's part of your character, as long as you still keep it to where nobody is going to take it like generally personally offensive. Um, our producer, Alexis Moore, talked to someone named Carolyn Magnuson, um, who's been, she's now a, th- a three-year veteran at Creepy World, and she talked to her about what it's like working at Creepy World. I just thought it'd be really fun. I really enjoy um, the environment of Halloween and the people around here as well. They're all just like a big family of really goofy, non-judgmental people. I had other friends who were working for it, and they just said it's the funnest job ever. And so I was like, I need to come out there and do that. That's Caroline Magnuson about working at Creepy World. Do you think there's a particular sort of person who's attracted to working at haunted houses? 
Richard Ivey? One of the beautiful things about our staff is that it's so eclectic. So mm-hmm. we had a little uh, preseason get together so our returning actors and new actors could meet each other. And, uh, and not everybody could make it, but as we were sitting there, I mean, there were people from, you know, all backgrounds, all walks of life, you know, people as young as 16, 17, 18, people, you know, in their 40s. Like we, we have a couple of actors who are over 55. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And everybody kind of in between. There's people that have very serious corporate jobs. Uh, so Chris Snyder, janitor Steve, who we heard earlier, um, like he works in a law office. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then there's there's kids that are, you know, work in in fast food or what have you. I mean, it's it's incredibly interesting, you know, that people come from all walks of life. Is it hard to get them then to be able to say somebody's having a bad day, you're coming from your law firm and, and you're just mad at your coworkers? Are there days where it's like, I just don't even feel like doing this. I can't be a scare actor. Those are the best days to be a scare How actor. So? Because you can take every ounce of stress and frustration and all the control that you don't have in your life, whether it's with your your spouse or your children or your parents or your job, teachers, what have you, and you can refine that slightly uh, to, you know, maintain our standard of how we treat our customers, um, and you can direct that all onto people. So the best thing you can do is think about how terrible your day was until you got to the haunted house, and then just open up the floodgates and give it to everybody who walks through. That's actually the perfect segue into another clip that our producer, Alexis Moore, got. And it's actually of you, Richard Ivey. You're at Ghoul School teaching the actors how to yell from their diaphragm. And we've got a word of warning for those of you on the roadways. There is a very loud yell that is going to be a part of this audio in about 15 seconds. Let's give that a listen. You're going to breathe in, you're going to fill your belly, and you're going to yell from there. So you want your yell to feel like it's coming from, like, your intestinal abdominal region, and that's gonna be pushing it, that's gonna use less of your throat, that's gonna make it easier for you to make louder, longer, more prolonged yells. Oh! So, none of that was in my throat, right? And that was dumb, but if you were in a haunted house, it'd be, probably be scary a little bit, right? Uh, Richard Ivey, that was, that was you teaching people how to yell. Is it hard to get new actors over the idea of being self-conscious, Bailey? Yes, yes, very much so. Everyone is very embarrassed at first because it's generally something that they've never done before and they've never been in a uh, social setting to where they would have to act a fool in front of themselves. So we always tell people to check your embarrassment at the door because at the end of the night, whenever we're out of costume and makeup, we're all just acting super silly. And so you just have to kind of uh, embrace it. If you're confident in whatever you do, it'll translate well. As soon as you look embarrassed, then everyone can tell and it's just a bad situation. So we try to get people comfortable with us, with each other. And then once they're in costume and makeup, you know, you're a whole nother person, a whole nother character. So it kind of checks itself at the door. So it almost becomes a theatrical performance where you're all working together. But there's this huge element of improvisation. I know that um, these haunted houses very specifically tell people not to come if they're intoxicated or on drugs. But we are living in the real world. I am sure that some people don't listen to that. Have you ever witnessed people freaking out after coming in in a state they shouldn't have been in? Yes, yes. I myself have actually been a victim of that scenario. So, I mean, people are going to come in after they've had a fun night of partying, and that's totally fine as long as that they are fully aware of the fact that they are going to be in small spaces with characters. They are going to be screamed at. They are going to be approached. They're going to be scared. So as long as they can handle themselves, then, you know, have a great night and have a fun time. But if you can't handle yourself, if you don't like being 
being scared, if your immediate reaction is to like start punching people, then it's not the best idea to come see us. What, what happened to you? You said you had yeah. you were on the receiving end of this. I was. So uh, it was whenever I was in a queue line and I had scared this girl and she was just not ready for it, not excited about it. And she she punched me in the face. Oh my goodness, were yes. you okay? Well, I mean, I lost a tooth, but oh. here I am today, so well, we're okay. you suffered for your yeah. art. That yes, I did, intense. and I came back the next day. It was totally fine. And wow. Bailey's still missing that tooth. That's actually a chickly. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Bailey's teeth look amazing, so well, thank you could have you, thank you so me. much. But Richard Ivey, have you ever had an experience like that, getting punched in the face? Um, absolutely. So, so it's wow. interesting how... Um, people interact because there are a lot of people who have a, a frightened response where they, you know, quickly throw their arms out or what have you. Um, and so that kind of thing can happen. And and we certainly have rules in place that we that we ask our actors to abide by that keep them out of kind of that that touch zone and, you know, keep them kind of behind where a strike might come from. Um, and so if, if that stuff's being followed, which for some actors, like people who are you know, outside doing more of an improv role, um, you know, they're going to be more in front of people. But, um, you know, we do have rules in place to, to minimize that risk, uh, not completely uh, negate it, but but mm-hmm. definitely to make things safer. Um, but yeah, I mean, people get scared and push, you know, and, and sometimes people are really, you know, panicking. Um, and, and, you know, everything scares somebody. So people, you know, people might get to you and, and really start freaking out. And so as scare actors, like that's when, if I know that I'm the thing that you're afraid of, like I'm going to double down and get you real good, you know? And, people and so, want to be scared. Yeah. People want to be scared. That's why they paid the money, you know, that's what we're assuming anyhow. So, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's an honor for us to make somebody soil themselves or <laughs> wet their pants. Yeah, like put that's, it that way. <laughs> that's the best thing we can do. I want to scare. I want to scare people so bad that they're like, "Stop! Take me out! Take me out the back way!" Does that I'm happen? Done. Yeah, absolutely. How frequently does that happen where someone can't complete the experience? More often than you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, we get calls over the radio all the time. We need an escort. We need people to come you know, take people out just because they don't expect it. We are some of the scariest and the most intense haunted houses in the country. And I think people underestimate that a lot. So as soon as they get in, they're like, whoa, this is way too much for me. I can't handle this. A lot of people get dragged in by their friends who are totally not ready for it. And some people just cannot handle it. And then at that point, I mean, do they get razzed on the way out the door or people kindly just let them go? So we kindly let them go because we don't want to traumatize anybody. (laughs) So we get a security guard to come uh, escort them out through the back way so that they don't have to go through any more scenes or interact with any more monsters. And unfortunately, we're out of time today. This has been a great conversation. Bailey Gettemeyer, Richard Ivey, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Now, The Darkness opens tomorrow in Soulard. That's Friday the 13th. Its sister properties, Creepy World and Lemp Brewery, open in subsequent weekends. See scarefest.com for more details. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU.